If you're an ambitious business owner ready to think big, rewrite your own rules and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Today, I'm talking cash. We all want it, you know you need it, but so many of us are not really controlling it. Businesses that succeed, well, they understand that without visibility into their cash flow that they risk steering their businesses off track. And I've worked with countless business owners over the years and I constantly see people ignoring their cash flow until it's almost too late. Here's a big heads up for you. You can be a highly profitable, multi-million dollar business and still have cash flow issues that can take you down. In another podcast, I'll explain exactly how that can be, but for now, just trust me on that. It's a real thing. Making a profit doesn't always mean that you have cash. Today, what I want to do is give you a heads up on what might be quietly causing you cash flow issues in the background of your business. There are six common mistakes that can silently cripple cash flow and kill a business. Here's all of my top tips for you to avoid a cash flow crisis in your business. I'll outline each one of them really quickly for you, and then I'm going to dive a little deeper into them for you as well. Number one is to measure your gross profit. Number two is to keep control of your finances. Number three is to chase the people that owe you money. Number four is to control your outgoings. Number five is to avoid a debt trap. And number six is to forecast your cash flow. Now, I'm going to talk you through each one of these today and then over the coming weeks, I'll look at dedicating individual podcasts to each of these cash flow killers so that you can really dive deeper into each one of them. I should also say that I actually have a 13-week business cash flow planner with templates, with written instructions and video instructions that you can purchase as well. You just need to go to simplysmarternumbers.com forward slash cash flow planner and you can check it out there. And if you do, if you decide that you want to purchase that for yourself in your business to get your cash flow under control, then make sure you use the discount code podcast. And that will get you a $20 discount. Okay, so what I'm going to do is dive into each of these six cash flow tips for you. Number one, measure your gross profit. Building enough margin into your products or your services, it can help you to avoid a cash flow drought. Now, your gross profit is the money that's left over when you have sold your product or your service but doesn't include your expenses. So what can happen with your gross profit is that a tiny drop of say 3% drop in your gross profit can potentially cost you thousands of dollars. And if your gross profit drops over time, 
slowly over time, which is kind of what does happen, is that you need to know about it today. You don't need to know about it like in 12 months time. It's kind of almost too late. You've lost 12 months worth of gross profit. So knowing about it today gives you a chance to do something about it today. If you don't know what your gross profit is, it can really quietly and silently start to kill your cash flow. So the trick is to measure it, to monitor it, and to manage it. Not once a year, not once a quarter, but every single month. And this goes for all businesses. It goes for service businesses, e-commerce, retail, online, bricks and mortar, everyone. We all need to know what our gross profit is. As for what gross profit looks like for a service business, well, grab out your pen and your paper and you can write this down if it's going to help you out. If you are, for example, a website designer and you make $15,000 in sales for the month of June, get out your pen and you're going to write sales, $15,000. You also then had some labor costs. So these are costs of your time and the cost of your team's time that they put into actually completing those jobs. And you're going to say that your labor costs for that month of June were nine and a half thousand dollars. So in this example, you've got sales, $15,000. And then directly under that, you're going to write labor costs, nine and a half thousand dollars. Then you're going to have a gross profit of $5,500. So that's $15,000 minus $9,500 and you're going to end up with $5,500. At the moment, that $5,500 is really just kind of a random number and kind of meaningless nearly all by itself. But what we then do is turn it into a percentage and it becomes your gross profit percentage. When you turn it into a percentage, it gives it more meaning because what you can then do is you can compare that gross profit with that you have got there for the month of June. You can compare that with um, May and with April and with March and so on and so on. So once you can start comparing them, oh, I should actually say, Who wants to know how to turn it into a percentage? A lot of people don't know how to do that, but I'm going to tell you how to do that now while you've got your pen there in your hand. You're going to take $5,500. So the gross profit is $5,500 divided by 15,000, which was your sales for the month, times 100 to turn it into a percentage. And that's going to give you 36.6%. So write that down. 5,500 divided by 15,000 times 100 equals 36.6%. So now we know that for the month of June, our gross profit percentage was 36.6%. Now we can compare this percentage with every other month, regardless of how much variance there is in the sales. So if in the month of July, you have a really massive month and in rather than selling $15,000, worth of services, you actually sell $35,000. Well, you can compare the month of June with the month of July once you've worked out the percentage. If you're seeing that every other month has been a higher percentage and suddenly that percentage is starting to slip, then that's when you have the heads up that something's not right. Like I said, 
Another time I can dive a little bit deeper into that and really help you understand how to calculate it and what it really means. It's another podcast for another day. I'm going to move on to number two. Number two was to keep control of your finances. Sounds fair enough, but really a lot of people are a bit too quick to hand it over to other people. So here's what I mean. Right now, do you know how much money is in your bank account today? Possibly. Do you know how much money will be in your bank account next month? A lot of people don't. Do you know how much money is owed to you? And do you have controls in place when it comes to spending? Knowing your financial position at any moment in time is key. It's not good enough to leave it to somebody else. There is no faster way to land yourself in hot water than by relying solely on your admin person, your bookkeeper or your accountant to know your financial position and expect that they're going to warn you well enough in advance if something's going wrong, if things aren't looking good. Avoid that risk. Give them a list of key things that they absolutely must report to you every single month. One of these things might be your gross profit percentage that we just spoke about. Number three is all about chasing the people who owe you money. We all know we have to do that. Some of us just don't get round to it. It can be an awkward conversation, but whether people owe you money or whether you owe them money, your debtors or your creditors and the timing of when that money comes in or goes out is mission critical when it comes to your cash flow. We need to have systems in place to be sure that you know exactly when someone is late paying you. When someone is owes you money, that's what we refer to as debtors. You need to be on the front foot with this one and ask them for the payments. Don't be shy about it. Most people don't purposefully. I found in in my experience over time, a lot of people don't purposefully hold back on payments. Often at times it's just that they forgot or life gets in the way or they've been away on holidays, whatever it might be. People don't often hold back on purpose But a simple phone call and a nice friendly phone call is just sometimes a way to get that cash in the door really quickly. Number four, control your outgoings. So keeping on top of how much money you owe and exactly when you're due to pay those bills. So these are your creditors. Don't overcommit. When I say that though, none of us are really silly. We don't purposefully spend more money than we have to. My point here is when it comes to creditors is that surprises are not good. Surprises can be cash flow killers. So if you're having problems making a particular payment, be on the front foot, contact them, tell them that you're having issues paying the account, treat them the way you'd like to be treated. And If it was you and the shoe was on the other foot and somebody owed you money and they couldn't pay, well, you'd want to know and you'd want to know a couple of weeks in advance. You don't want to know the day that it's due to be paid or two weeks after the fact. So having that visibility, having an understanding of the money that you owe people and whether or not you're going to be able to afford to pay it when it's actually due is really important. And it goes a long way to helping you to create good relationships with the people that you're in business with. And that includes your suppliers or other advisors, people that you work with, people that you owe money to. 
Number five is avoid the debt trap. Your debt repayments can creep up on you over time and banks have been known to be all too accommodating when it comes to increasing your debt. My big tip here is that just because the bank says that you can have it doesn't mean that you can afford to repay it. So the trap that I've seen businesses fall into time and time again is that their overdraft, for example, might become an everyday part of their business. So in my world, my little pet name for that is hardcore debt. So when short-term debt becomes hardcore, it becomes like a permanent part of your business and it can become a major potential cash flow killer. So I know that we don't go into debt without really thinking about it, but having the ability to forecast your cash flow and really see, can you really afford to make those repayments in the time that the bank is expecting you to make those repayments? And not just repayments, of course, the interest that goes with it. So just something there to think about. It can cause some real cash flow issues for people and sometimes quite unexpectedly, surprisingly. Number six, the last one is forecasting your cash flow. I know you don't want to do it, Nobody wants to do it. But really, is there a worse feeling in business than not being able to make the next loan repayment or not being able to pay your wages? That one really hurts. No one wants to do a cash flow forecast. It's far from sexy, it's far from fun, but it's actually really super important. Now, you don't need to start off with some big, huge, fancy 12-month forecast, which can sometimes feel overwhelming and useless and unrealistic. If that feels too hard for you, then think about starting out with something a little bit easier, a little bit more palatable. And I often talk about a 13-week forecast. It's a great place to start. And for you to be able to look forward 13 weeks, week by week by week, looking forward 13 weeks into your cash flow gives you a really good chance, a great opportunity to fix any potential issues before they quietly creep up on you and hurt you and hurt your business. As I mentioned earlier, I have a 13-week business cash flow planner, which has templates, written instructions, and video instructions that you can purchase. You just need to go to simplysmarternumbers.com forward slash cash flow planner to check it out. And if you do, make sure you use the discount code podcast and you'll get a $20 discount. So there they are. In summary, the six silent cash flow killers and how you can start thinking about these and start controlling the cash flow in your business, measuring your gross profit, keeping control of your finances, chasing the people that owe you money, controlling your outgoings, avoiding a debt trap and forecasting your cash flow. As I mentioned, hopefully over the next few weeks, I'll try and go a little bit deeper into each one of these. Uh, this has kind of a been a bit of an overview of those issues that might be starting to creep into your business. So keep an eye out on the podcasts in the future if any of those have sort of stood out to you as being an issue. And wherever you are in the world, thanks so much for listening and we will be talking again soon. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. 
Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook, and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honored that you tuned in.